You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy October. It's it, it's fun. It, it, it's Halloween month. And honestly, I mean, October is one of the best months around because you get to watch scary movies all the time. So that's awesome. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of PoleNonSports.com. You can find all of my written work tomorrow's game day. So you know it's preview time, baby. You know how it goes. Offensive keys first, then defensive keys. And instead of the usual uh, things I'll be looking for, I'm going to pull out some matchups to watch just to test it out and see how it is, you know, see if it's a little fun. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Lockdown Gators wherever you listen to podcasts that you never miss an episode. Uh, please do subscribe to Lockdown Gators on YouTube. And thank you for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. Starting off with some offensive keys, we're taking a little bit of a different approach here. I don't know if you've noticed, but over the past weekish, I've been trying to get more um, analytically based, I guess I'll say, just, just a little bit. So here's the first thing we're going to talk about, finding soft spots in the zone. That is going to be huge for Florida because Kentucky, very, very zone heavy. Florida is a pretty dang zone heavy team, but uh, Kentucky actually goes zone more often than us. They're in zone for about three quarters of the plays, so 75 to 80% of their plays are in zone coverage. Luckily for us, that actually bodes well for this Florida team. Jacob Copeland, Xavier Henderson, and Rick Wells have all been zone killers this year. When targeting those three, so Copeland, Henderson, and Rick Wells, quarterbacks, because it could be Anthony Richardson or it could be Emory Jones, are 17 of 23 for 297 yards and a touchdown. When targeting those three, while they're while the defense is in zone coverage. So Kentucky being a very zone-heavy team, that means a lot for us. Uh, next up is give Emory time, because this kind of plays into effect with that, where Kentucky's zone-heavy. That means you have a little more leeway with sending blitzers here and there. Kentucky doesn't have a great pass rush. Uh, in, I mean, <laughs> in fact... They've got one good pass rusher, and, and that's it. Uh, keeping him in key, keeping him in check is key. Josh Pascal, he's he's not that great, but he's good. Um, he is their four to five tech. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, he's he's pretty much always uh, I or four I. So he's in between. Uh, he's on the inside shoulder of the tackle or the outside shoulder of the tackle. That's where he plays. Either way, he's usually lined up with the tackle so that and either side so we've got some work to do there but uh as, as long as we keep him in check that's huge because emory jones specifically and i know that anthony richardson is like at the point uh, we're at the point where we're expecting him to play but emory jones specifically has been much better when he's been given time and he's and i know last week he was right against the blitz but against the blitz is different from under pressure because a blitz could come in but not hit home and that counts as against the blitz. Under pressure is when you actually have defenders in your face, whether you're getting a QB hit. Obviously, a sack isn't going to be effective for, or isn't going to be uh, indicative of a passer rating because there's no pass there. But QB hit, sack, just a pressure just in their face, things like that. Uh, 
Emery hasn't, he hasn't been great. Um, so let, let him find the weak spot in the zone. Give him time to read the defense because again, he's been significantly improved over the past couple of weeks, but earlier in the year specifically, he was having a bit of issues uh, reading defenses. So let him read the zone. Let him find the weak spot in the zone. Let the receivers find the weak spot in the zone. And if Emery sees it fit, let him run. Just, just let him go. But you gotta let him play his game. You've gotta let the O or the O line has to stand up. I mean, you have to let them. The O line has to stand up. Uh, Josh Pascal is the only legit pass rusher on this Kentucky defense right now. Uh, sure, people can emerge later, but right now he's the only one that's been really any kind of productive with any kind of consistency. So keep him in check, and this game is going to be a lot easier for Emory Jones and the Gators offensively. But what's really been easy for the Gators offensively this year, running the ball. Kentucky's been good against the run. Don't get me wrong. Kentucky has been good against the run. But there are two huge issues involving Kentucky and the Florida run game. Those issues, of course, one, uh, Kentucky has not played even remotely talented teams to this point. They've played uh, Chattanooga. They've played Missouri. They've played South Carolina in the past three weeks. Not a single one of those teams are good at running the ball or good in general. Uh, so that, that's a big thing where it's like Kentucky, you know, they've, they've got fantastic numbers so far. But when it comes down to it, who have you played? Like nobody. So that's a big thing where Kentucky by the numbers against the run, bang up job. But when you watch the film, it's like, who the hell are you even playing at this point? South Carolina, sure, they've got some dudes, but their O-line is weak this year. Missouri, eh? Like they're just not an impressive, neither of those teams are impressive. I get their SEC, but neither of them are impressive. And, you know, Kentucky hasn't had a legitimate challenge from any rushing offense. But Kentucky hasn't played a run game like Florida. You know what? No team besides the teams that have played against Florida have played a rushing attack like Florida because no offense is better than us at running the ball. I don't care what the total yards are. I don't care what the yards per carry are. I don't care what the touchdowns are. We're better. Watch the tape. We have easily the best rushing attack in college football right now, and it ain't close. The other big thing for Kentucky, um, let's put it this way. They haven't played a single quarterback that can run like either of our quarterbacks. We've got two quarterbacks that can outrun a lot of defenses. We've got two quarterbacks that can outrun a lot of skill position players. We've got two quarterbacks that have shown with consistency that they are threats in the run game, and whether or not you respect them, they will rip off big runs and they will make you pay. And Kentucky has not played a quarterback that can do that to date. So what is Florida going to do? Kill. Like, it's simple as that. Sure, I want us to throw the ball. I want us to find the soft spots in the zone. I want us to move the off, move the ball, uh, throwing the ball and running the ball. But when we run the ball, I fully expect this to be another one of those games where it's like, oh, Florida averaged seven yards per carry again. It's like, yeah, because we do that. Like, we're that damn good at running the ball. There's no team as good as Florida at running that football. And I don't know about you guys, but football season's here, and I watch these guys run the ball all the time, and I'm like, damn, they're in good shape. I went to play basketball yesterday, and literally after the first game, I was like, <laughs> so I'm I'm very out of shape. Uh, I mean, that's 
that's where I'm at, man. That's that's what that's what's happening. We work from home. So I've been I'm like constantly reminded of the different physiques between me and them. So I'm eating Built Bar more consistently. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, or if you just like to snack and you work from home like me, that's no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber solution. You can even enjoy Built Bar if you're keto. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. Now we're going to take a look at some defensive keys for this Florida versus Kentucky game. Uh, generating pressure is easily the number one thing that Florida has to do, and that's thankfully something that we are damn good at. Like So that, that that's good with me because Will Levis, a quarterback for Kentucky, struggles mightily when he's under pressure. I know I mentioned Emery struggling when he's under pressure. Will Levis struggles under pressure. Like he, And I'm not saying blitz. I'm saying under pressure. Remember the difference. Blitzing, sending more than four rushers. That's what a blitz is. Whether it hits home or not, irrelevant at this for this juncture. It's under pressure. Whether you send one, two, three, four, five, whether you send all 11 guys, if you get home, and you get pressure, that is under pressure. Whether you're hitting him, just influencing the throw, whatever it may be, getting pressure is different than a blitz. Here we're talking about just getting pressure. I don't care how you do it. Florida pressures quarterbacks on 36.6% of dropbacks. That is over a third of dropbacks from quarterbacks Florida's getting pressure on. Will Levis is 10 for 22 with zero touchdowns and an interception while under pressure. It, uh, under pressure it, it, it's it's actually insane because he's been like like atrocious when facing pressure when he's not getting pressured he's got a pass rating of 109.2 he's a very efficient quarterback he's a very productive quarterback when he's under pressure his pass rating is 48.9 that is horrible that is just a little bit better than spiking the ball every single play so will Levis not good under pressure Get home, and we can do that specifically because their offensive line, uh, their center and right guard, give up quite a bit of pressure. And guess who we've got? Javon Dexter. He's going to wreak havoc and bring hell upon you. Uh, another thing that we have to do, zone looks. We need to play a lot of zone coverage. And it's weird-ish because I know I've been an advocate of, of you know more man coverage. Get in their face. Play man press coverage. That's what I want to see from us. But... Uh, this piece is a little bit different. Kentucky, um, first of all, Florida plays a lot of zone, um, but like about 70% of our snaps are in zone coverage, which is is what it is. Uh, I think we're better suited for men, but whatever we're doing is working, so I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> uh, but Wandell Robinson is easily the best Kentucky wide receiver. I don't care if you refer to him by his number, his name, I don't care. Uh, that's a non-issue to me, by the way, the, that, uh, that Dan Mullen referred to him by his number. Who gives a damn if you've ever spoken to football players or football coaches? A lot of times, names are hard to remember. Just remember the number that they're wearing. And that's how those, like, that's simply how they'll refer to the player. It's not a disrespectful thing at all. You're making a story out of nothing. Uh, but back on track, Wando Robinson is easily the best Kentucky wide receiver. And he has struggled a ton against his own coverage so this is honestly like i know i've spoken about this matchup being a, a high scoring affair or shootout florida's looking like a team where we match up well against kentucky at this point like we're really good 
at the things that they need us to not be good at. Like, I'm not even saying they're bad at them. I'm saying they need us to not be good at those things, and we are really good at them. Getting pressure, playing zone coverage. Here's the thing we haven't been good at, and this is easily, for me, the most worrisome thing, because Kentucky, they don't have a good rushing attack. That's that's just the fact of the matter. But they do, however, have two pretty good running backs in Cavassier Smoke and Chris Rodriguez Jr., uh, Kentucky loves running the ball with Chris Rodriguez Jr. Deservedly so. It's their O-line. It's not great. Their running backs are fine. Uh, but Rodriguez Jr. knows how to make men miss. That That's one big thing because Florida, we've we've struggled. Like, we've got a pretty high missed tackle percentage this year. We've struggled here. Uh, that, that's something that's kind of killed us a lot of times. Like, I get last week, uh, there were two big passing plays, but... The first one was a screen that resulted in a 47-yard touchdown because of a lot of missed tackles. That's an issue for us. Bama, we had a lot of missed tackles. That's an issue for us. So Florida, we've struggled with missed tackles this year. Chris Rodriguez Jr., he he knows how to create big runs. If he can't create those big runs, though, he's done. It's as simple as that. 63% of Chris Rodriguez's yards come after contact. Wrap him up. Don't let him create those big plays. It's it's really, I know it's easier said than done, but at the same time, it's as simple as playing fundamental football against the run. Play disciplined, play smart, wrap your dude up, bring him down. Also, Chris Rodriguez Jr., so far, four fumbles. Four fumbles. That is pretty damn bad. While he's wrapped up, clean him up. Simple as that. He's wrapped up, clean him up. We saw that in the Jacob Copeland last week. You know, he was wrapped up with the legs. Another another defender came in, grabbed the ball, was ripping it out. Another defender came in, hit him. That's what we need to do. We need to be aggressive and tackle Chris Rodriguez Jr., but not just tackle him. Wrap him up, clean him up, lay the wood. Whatever terminology you want to use, use it. My point, hit him. Simple as that. He's wrapped up, hit him. I don't care. Don't be like, oh, he's got him. Don't worry. He's wrapped up. They got him. No, no. Take him out. I'm not not injured him, take him out, but you know, hit right stick up, you know, just, just bow. Just that's that's what I want to see. Not at elbow, but you know, just throw it into him. I want to see him get taken down, not out, but down. And he's gotta drop that ball. He's had carry issues, he's had fumble issues. Rip it out. Simple as that. Be aggressive. That's something that this Gators defense has to do. Wrapping up is already a big issue for us. Like that is that is genuinely already a big issue for us. But while he's wrapped up. Force a fumble. That's something that Florida really hasn't done all either. We we haven't been able to create turnovers often. This this is your the best opportunity you're gonna get with a running back that fumbles a lot. Chris Rodriguez Jr., as good as he is, just don't let him create big plays and clean him up. It's as simple as that. And again, I know easier said than done, but it really, really, really is simple. Wrap up, gang tackle. Simple as that. Uh, if you if you don't know gang tackle, that's not like that's not like a dirty football term. That's literally just teammates help the tackle. Simple as that. That's what we need to do defensively. It, it's it's very easy. Generate pressure. Sit in zone, but not, sit in zone. Play zone coverage, but send send some guys at him. You know, let let's get after him and then wrap it up and clean him up. Like we we can do that. We have a very good defensive line. Our defensive line should dominate their offensive line. Like their offensive line, they've got some dudes, but some some places. But you know, our defensive line is significantly better than them. Get the pressure specifically through the B gap. That's that's where they're kind of or A gap actually, yeah. A gap. They're kind of weak at uh just that center right guard issue. 
So whether you're rushing the right guard outside to the B gap, inside to the A gap, whatever it is, center, right guard, that's got to be your focal point in this pass rush. I expect to see Zachary Carter move inside. I expect to see uh, Jeremiah Moon blitz from the inside. I expect to see a lot of pressure, a lot of looks here, and just really, really test this Kentucky uh, offensive line. Next up, we got key matchups. But first, anybody else make money this weekend? I know I did. I know I'm going to make some more tomorrow when I got Kentucky not covering because Kentucky's going to take a big L. So Florida minus eight. Already locked it in. I got that. Florida and Kentucky over 55. Already got that. I'm in it. I like that. That's, I'm sorry, 56. I'm in it. That's how I'm going to make my money this weekend because that's easy money. Would have made a lot on Sunday. Thanks, Viscano. Appreciate you missing. I used to bet online. Simple as that. It, it, it's a place I've been using for years, and I will continue to use it because I love them. Bet online covers award shows, TV shows, uh, reality TV, presidential election, royal baby names. You can actually go on bet online and bet if aliens will attack the planet this year. That, that's, that's what we're talking about. Like It's the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up to receive a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports experts. Make sure to use promo code locked on. That is L O C K E D, no space O N. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Prize Fix? Prize Fix is daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you will too. Prize Fix offers every sport you can think of. NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, more and more and more. Price Fix offers college football props, which I can't really find anywhere else. So let alone that they offer more than anyone else, I can't even find them in most places. So I use Price Fix for college football props because I love prop bets. They're awesome. That's it's as simple as that. They're dope. Uh, they've got power five players. They've got group of five. They've got mid majors. They've got everyone. Prospects even allows mixed sport entries, which a lot of places don't. You could take the over on LeBron three-pointers, which you shouldn't do. That'd be dumb unless it's set to 0.5. With the under on Mahomes interceptions, which you might as well do recently. I don't know. He's kind of been mean. Uh, don't hesitate. Check out Prospects or go to your app store and download the app today. Prospects is daily fantasy made easy. Use promo code locked on. That is L-O-C-K-E-D, no space, O-N. We're going to take a look at Two key matchups here. I guess three if you want to, but I, I grouped one of them into two. Uh, so first up, Florida running backs versus DeAndre Square, the linebacker for Kentucky. DeAndre Square has been a phenomenal run defender to this point. Very secure tackler. He leads the Wildcats in stops, which if you don't know, stops are not just tackles. They're tackles three yards or less from the line of scrimmage. So no, nothing more than a gain of three. And that includes tackles for a loss, all that fun stuff. His average depth of tackle is 0.2. That is ridiculous. That is absurd. If you, I mean, average depth of tackle, if you don't know, means that the, the huge majority of his tackles are at or behind the line of scrimmage. I know I, was I just spoke about his stops. The huge majority of them aren't even three yards, aren't even two yards, aren't even one yard. He's a beast. Like, he's a run-defending beast. Luckily for us, our running backs, we love to break tackles. We love to make men miss. DeAndre Square, no. He doesn't do that. He's got one missed tackle in the year. One. And he's a beast. He's got one missed tackle in the year. 
12 stops for three yards or less. He's been a monster so far. Our running backs, I still think we can make some stuff happen. Damian Pierce, I think we can make some stuff happen. Malik Davis, I think we can make some stuff happen. Naquan Wright, Mm, Naquan Wright, I think he can make a lot of stuff happen. Why? Because DeAndre Swear is an absolute liability in coverage for Kentucky. He's not good in coverage at all. I get it. We like to target pretty much any running back. We like to get the ball in different ways. But Naquan Wright is the best route running running back we have. That's annoying to say route running running. But Naquan Wright is the best route running running back that we have. Put him on an angle. Put him on a wheel. Put him on whatever you want. If DeAndre Square is on him, cook. Simple as that. Naquan Wright, I think, is going to have the biggest game of the year that he or the biggest game he's had so far this year. Like again, DeAndre Square. I don't mean just like a little bad in coverage. Absolute liability. He just he's not good in coverage. He doesn't have the hip mobility. He doesn't know how to really attack routes and cut them off. He's not good at it. Naquan Wright versus DeAndre Swear. RIP to DeAndre Swear at that point. Like it's just cooked. Next up, slot receivers versus slot corners. Um, it's very general. I've mentioned Wondell Robinson for Kentucky. He's their leading receiver. He's also a leading slot receiver. I, he's he's cooking out of the slot. I'm gonna let you know. He's got like I think I think it's 29 targets and like 18 catches. Or something like that. Sorry, just that just off the top of my head. Um, but Wondell's been killing it out of the slot. Luckily for Florida, our two main slot corners also killing it. Uh, Trevez Johnson and Jadarius Perkins, they've played the most slot snaps in coverage for us. Uh, they've been targeted 18 times, only given up 10 catches and only 81 yards. So they've been tremendous. A lot of that, granted, um, a lot of the yardage are from Trevez Johnson. Jadarius Perkins has been targeted five times, given up one catch for five yards. So He's been killing the slot. Both of them have been killing the slot. I know that there are listeners that want to see more Jadarius Perkins in the slot. That's totally fine. I do think Travis Johnson is still the best option, though, to this point. Uh, I've mentioned before, I think Jadarius Perkins has gotten beat a few times and just quarterbacks didn't see it and didn't target the guy that he was covering, which, I mean, technically, if, if you're looking at the numbers and you're not getting thrown at, even if you get beat, good for you. Um that's where we're at. Rick Wells has been our best slot receiver so far. He's been killing. He's got like 93% of his catches are out of the slot, and he's not even close to Wando Robinson's production. But, I mean, this this could be a big game for him and Trent Whitmore, honestly. And, I, I mean, I know he doesn't play in the slot, but Kimori Gamble just as the inside option or the inside most option when he's lined up in line, I think it's going to be huge because Kentucky's three primary slots, uh, they've given up – they've been targeted 18 times also – given up 14 catches for 105 yards. But again, this is like, like so many other aspects of this game. Like when you're looking at the mobile quarterbacks, when you're looking at the talent and the running back game or the running game in general, when you're looking at the coverage, so many of these things, Kentucky has not played a team as talented as Florida. That is as simple as that. Kentucky, look, I'm not taking anything from them. I generally and genuinely like this year's Kentucky team but they haven't played a team as good as Florida. Very few teams have. In fact, the only teams that have played a team as good as Florida are the teams that have played Florida and the teams that have played Alabama. That's it. So that's, that's where I'm at where it's like, look, like their slot receiver, their slot corners have been okay in limiting big plays, but 
they've been giving up a lot of completions against lesser talent. And when they play Rick Wells, Trent Whitmore, Naquan right out of the slot, Kimori Gamble inside. I'm including Kimori Gamble here because uh, they play a lot of zone and a lot of it's obviously happening like over the middle-ish of the field. So that's where I'm at with that. That's why I'm bringing that up. And like I know that I put two slots for us, three for them. Uh, the reason is, I mean, granted, the targets line up perfectly, but also we've had those... So our two slots in Travis Johnson and Jadarius Bergens have played pretty much the same amount of slot snaps in coverage as the three for Kentucky. So that's why there's three for them, two for us. It's not, don't get into it too much. Uh, I hope you're all ready for Monday's review episode because I'm coming heavy with it. Don't forget that tomorrow, immediately following the game, I'll have a reaction on my a reaction video up on my Twitter. And during the game at halftime, I'll be running an AMA on Twitter. I've been trying to get it started during every Florida game, but I haven't really announced it beforehand. So here you go. Halftime of the Florida game. Look at WNS underscore Brandon on Twitter for an AMA. You can also find all of my written work with whole nine sports. That is W H O L E N I N E sports. Thank you for making lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day for your second listen, check out lockdown sec with Chris Gordy of sports 790 for all the latest on the sec. There is no lockdown Kentucky show yet. But just know Chris Gordy, Chris Gordy is covering this game. He is killing it. And you can never know too much about your rivals or about your opponents. I'm just letting you know it's a good idea to check out the show. And Chris Gordy is damn good.